Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back previewing week eight of the NFL season. Uh, we just got a lot of talk about the Lions 3-3. Three and three. Everson Griffin trade, we'll cover that too as well. So a lot of exciting stuff going on in Detroit. Oh boy. Um, 12 games left on the schedule. No bye weeks, full steam ahead. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the pod. And grab some Kool-Aid. This is Drinking the Blue Cooley, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl champs. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back and getting ready for week eight of the NFL season. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, of course. And I'm Big Z, and the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew is here to break down Week 8 against the Indianapolis Colts. So let's go around the horn really quick. So we got Connor. What up? We got Bob. Hello there. And we got Rudd Dog. Yo. And UJ is off somewhere drinking a lot of Kool-Aid, I think, right now. Always. So. <laughs> <He's> Probably. On... <laughs> He's always drinking a lot of Kool-Aid. I, I think I saw him in the gutter earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was a little incoherent. Too much Kool-Aid. <laughs> Um, so, gentlemen, before we get into previewing Week Eight, uh, some big news uh, that we need to react to here. And the Lions training a conditional six-round draft pick, so it could be a fifth or mm. a sixth. Um, and th- and I mentioned fifth or sixth because it might limit what the Lions can do uh, with trading a fifth-round pick for another player by the end of the deadline on November third. But it's a conditional fifth or sixth-round draft pick for Everson Griffin, a guy that has given nothing but nightmares to the offense of the Detroit Lions for years in the NFC North. They he they finally he finally got shipped out to Dallas, but now he's right back in the Honolulu Blue. So, uh, I want to get your guys reaction. So, I'll throw it over you to you first, Bob. Uh how do you feel about the this Ever- Everson Griffin signing? Yeah, I'm excited about it. He he's coming off of a bad uh defense there in, in the Cowboys, but uh I'll say. The guy's geez. got sk- the guy's got skills and uh he's excited to be there and well, he won't be able to play in the first week cuz of I think COVID or yeah. whatever, some protocol. And, uh, but he'll be back for the Vikings, which will be a big revenge <laughs> game for him. Oh, oh, so yeah. I'm excited. I, I like the the move that they're, they're trying to win this year. So I'm, I'm hyped. All right. Rudd dog. Yeah. Like Bob said, trying to win this year. I'm so used to these trading our t- best players away mid season the last few years. It's nice to actually seem like they want to win now. And I mean, the guy's got the talent, 
to be a, a good pass rusher, as he said, terrorized us for years. Love the energy on his uh, tweets and stuff. He he's really he seems really excited to join the Lions. So, yeah, I love the idea of a guy who can maybe bolster our pass rush and really get after the quarterback for us. Absolutely, Connor. Yeah, I mean, at, at 32 years old, like it's definitely a win now move, like not a building move. Um, but I mean, we've talked about this a million times. Our pass rush is has been terrible and this will be an immediate upgrade so clearly um this is patricia and quinn signaling that they think we have something to accomplish this year it's not like the, the golden tate trade or like the Diggs trade where it felt like you know they were declaring the season a wash so i'm i'm hopeful that this can be something to build on for this season yeah, absolutely, Connor. I'm, I'm glad you uh, said that because I I, I agree. This is a, a well, it's a signal either they think they have the team that can win, or their jobs are on the line and they need to get somebody in the building <laughs> to get them to save their <laughs> yeah, ass. That's true. <laughs> so it's either one of the it's one or the other. But um, I I do like the signing. I think Everson Griffin. Well, first of all, as Bob mentioned, this Dallas has just been an atrocious defense by every statistical measure. It's one of the worst in NFL history. Um, for the first seven games of the season, and Everson Griffin actually has been playing really well. He's uh, you know, graded above uh, fifty-five and above every game this year uh, for PFF, which is good. And he had his best game actually last week against the Redskins, who have a decent offensive line, not great. Um, but he has two and a half sacks, twelve hurries on the year. Um, Trey Flowers and Aquara, the only two guys on our team. So at the very least, you're getting rotational depth um, with a veteran presence in the locker room. Uh, and th- th- that's better than anything we can boast right now uh, on our defensive yeah, line. Yeah, and Julian Okara's out, so yes, right. exactly. Who knows when he'll be back. That's another big factor. I also love the value. I mean, for a sixth conditional sixth round pick and maybe a fifth round pick if he if he shows up and produces, like to me, that's almost getting him for pennies for a guy that has produced like an elite DN in the league. Yeah. Yeah, and he's only, I think he's only making $6 million this year, and it, it's million. already halfway. Yeah, it's already halfway off the books uh, for the year. He's got two and a half sacks and six QB hits for the Cowboys this year. Yeah, um, so he he's definitely a guy, um, and maybe this defense will fit him better than whatever the hell Dallas was doing uh, because they, they were just a mess on defense. Where do you guys think he fits? Like, You're not going to take Trey Flowers or Quar off the field at this point. Definitely not Trey Flowers. I mean, I mean Quar has been playing – Almost better than him in the pass rush. So, I mean, yeah, but they, I mean, they rotate guys. Yeah, true, exactly. True. Like they, I think Aquara and Flowers both played forty-two of a possible seventy snaps last week. Do you so think they, he'll, they rotate? Do you think he'll be a conditional pass rusher for us mostly at first? Just getting after the quarterback instead of really being in there on rundowns and stuff. Um, that, that, that's hard to say. Uh, he's know. definitely more of a pass rusher than a run defender for certain. Um, because it, actually his pass rush grades are really good this year. It's his, uh, run defense. It's a little lacking. It seems just based on what I'm looking at. So it um, could be perfect. Bring him in just on passing downs. Yeah. I mean, he's, thir- yeah. he's 32 years old. He's definitely not what he once was. Uh, but I know Matt Stafford at least be really happy seeing him in a blue, uh, Honolulu blue uniform over the, the, the purple and yellow in the Minnesota. I, yeah. I, I, what I think he had ten sacks. He had at least one sack in every game against Matt Stafford. I know Jeez. that for a fact when he uh, was in Minnesota. But yeah, it's a good move, and uh, you know the Lions. They need. It's nice to see them get somebody instead of trading away somebody. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's for sure. But we'll see. And he seems super pumped about the move, at least. He's saying all the right things to get the fans hyped up. Yeah. <laughs> if you follow oh, him on yeah. Instagram or Twitter. So. Love that energy. <laughs> Just bringing that energy will be good. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully yeah. hopefully the Lions can put him in a position to uh, succeed and uh, bring a little out and of him there. Our, be... our D-line's been picking up lately, so this will be just adding to it. Get that juice flowing, man. Let's keep yeah. it going. And the, reason I, and the reason that D-line's been picking up in pass rush is because they've been stopping the run. Uh, more third and long opportunities to pin the years back. That that was a, that was the biggest thing. Uh, they've allowed yeah. 60, 44 yards against the Jaguars and 66 or 67 against the Falcons. So if the Lions can continue to do that. Uh, they'll be set. And yeah. speaking of that, one of the better running teams in the NFL, the Lions go up against this week, Big especially test. offensive line wise. The Colts' offensive line is extremely legit. They're number one rated run blocking um, offensive line in the NFL, uh, Quint- led by Quentin Nelson, of course, at guard. Uh, but that, that's who the Lions are going up against uh, Sunday at, in Detroit. I should mention the Lions have not won a home game yet this year. They're three and one on the road, zero uh, and two at home. <laughs> So they need to get that vi- home victory, but they have the Indianapolis Colts coming in. Uh, so uh, just uh, the, uh, before we get into that, I just want to read off the uh, Lions injury report. Jalen Reeves-Babin did not practice today. It's not injury-related. He just wasn't there, so I'm not sure what's going on. And then Trufant uh, did not practice again. And mm. Justin Coleman's still on the IR. He has not been uh, let go. That's so the only one I, I care about. I don't know. We won't find out till Sunday or Saturday if he'll be ready, but I doubt it if he's not off the IR yet. Yeah, no way. Um, and then for the Colts, they have a little more uh, lengthy one. Mo Ali Cox, their starting tight end, uh, he's been out for three weeks. He's out again. It looks like Julian Blackman, their safety, uh, Trey Burton, Jack Doyle, all three of the, the Colts starting tight ends did not practice. Jeez. Uh, Justin Houston, uh, their D end, he but that's a rest day. He, he'll be ready to go. Ryan Kelly, their center, limited. Their linebacker Darius Leonard was limited, so lengthy injury report for the Colts in comparison to the Lions. So, um, but uh, let's over uh, you, Rudd Dog. Uh, what what's a key to this game that you see uh, for the Lions this weekend? Oh, I mean, we've been talking about it already. Stopping the run, uh, I, I expect to see sort of like we did last week against uh, the Falcons. I, I noticed it the first play. I didn't notice it every play, but they had. Uh, Danny Shelton actually playing right defensive end early on in the game for rundowns. And I, I expect to see a combination of him, Deshaun Hand, Nick Williams, and Penasini, maybe all four out of, on the field at the same time to really just try to shore up that run game early on. Because, like you said, this this uh, Colts O-line is legit. Quentin Nelson, like maybe the studliest O-lineman in the entire NFL right now. Uh, if you if you can slow down that run game, I, I think even with the aspects of our secondary like Akuda struggling in his early years and stuff, uh, will will be mitigated with Philip Rivers not being in the prime of his career. So if we can stop that run, I think we can take this game because I still think the offense will find a way to score even if not consistently. Yeah, Stafford will get them there. It feels a lot better with Stafford having that game last week. Like it feels like he's back. And that always is encouraging. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah. before the uh, the Colts are coming off a bye week here, I believe. Uh, but before that, uh, twenty five for thirty nine. Joe Burrow was for three hundred thirteen yards against this uh, the defense. So they they can't they they can be a little vul- vulnerable. Yeah, we can't get the word out. Uh, Words but are hard. Bob, 
<laughs> yes, they are. Uh, b- Bob, <laughs> how do you feel about this Lions offense against this Indianapolis defense? Yeah, well, that's to, for me, that is the key to this game is their offense. And I think getting our running game going against that defense because they have a pretty good defense. And um, and I I still think our, our offense is just slightly off. Like, I mean, we're moving the ball really well now. And uh, but those red zone conversions, we got to get more points, got to get more touchdowns. And I, I think they'll they'll do it this week. But uh, I think that's going to be the key, though, getting our running game going which will set up the rest of the offense. Maybe a little more swift than Adrian Peterson this week would be nice. Yeah, I think so. I think they so. have to do that, right? Cause they, 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 they vary it from week to Thank week. The amount of carries. You know, this might be a big swift week. So I hope so. We'll big Z shared with me this, uh, Atlantic article in Burke. Some no, the athletic Chris what, Burke, Chris Burke. Of oh, the Chris athletic, Burke he yeah. said, if they don't continue to increase Swift's, uh, like payload or his 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 load that it would be coaching malpractice at this point and i totally agree get that kid the ball he's so talented that sounds evil coaching malpractice that sounds like yeah yeah sneaking it would be evil though to ap or something like the lines have become too predictable in those short downs though uh like mm-hmm. they they put adrian peterson back there on third and fourth and short they, everybody knows what's coming <laughs> It, it, they haven't like gone away yeah. from what they've done. That's why the left end on the uh, or the right end on Atlanta was able to just crash immediately hard down the line. He knew he knew the play. Right. It wasn't like a rocket. Yeah, that's why I still think Bevel is not perfect. He, yeah. No. He, yeah, I agree, and that that that's my biggest criticism so far because I actually like his offense a lot, but that yeah. uh, that definitely has been a big issue. He's no Jim Bob Cooter. Right. Yeah. Right. That's true. God. That's true. <laughs> Thank God, that would be awful. <laughs> Come on, now. Jim Bob, notoriously on, known for his unpredictable third downs. You know? I love that Jim Bob's been gone for two years now, and he's still haunts our memories <laughs> and our dreams. Yes. <laughs> what about Joel Lombardi? We should yeah, mention him. Say, more he wasn't that. as bad as Lombardi. He deserves. Well, yeah, he deserves. Lombardi was. A I disaster. miss Linehan, Honestly, I miss Linehan almost every day. Linehan that was, was a fun good. offense. Joel Lombardi's, I mean, uh, Cooter's only achievement was being better than Joel Lombardi's. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, Connor, what's your uh, key to this game here? Um, I mean, it's on the offense, and I think it's on Matt Stafford. Honestly, I think we're going to need to see a strong Galladay connection this week, and I think we're going to need to see a strong Hawkinson connection, particularly in the mm. uh, red zone. I don't think we can afford to take a lot of field goals this week. Um, so yeah, I would just say red zone conversion would be the number one key. I think if we can just outgun them, I, I really like our odds here. So we should mic up uh, Hawkinson again. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. It's, Hawkinson and Stafford <laughs> should be mic'd up every single week, <laughs> especially yeah. Stafford. Oh, Stafford's so funny, mic'd up. <laughs> Riley, Riley. <laughs> yeah, you can hear him in that Hawkinson touchdown. The whole group's talking, but you could hear one high voice above yeah. it all. It's like Stafford. <laughs> He's like a man child. He's got a, like a high pitched voice. His best mic up by far, yeah. though, was that Browns game in 09, Bob, oh. that you and I went to. Um, oh, yeah. Oh where is it? Get the get the foot. Get off me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love you, man. <laughs> um, my, my, my key is uh, kind of what I'm going to go off Rudd Dogs here, and, and it's definitely stopping the run. If you can get Phillip Rivers in third and long, uh, he's proved to be very vulnerable uh, turning it over a lot this year. So 
I, I think that's super favorable to this Lions defense if we get him in third and long situation. Uh, Phil Rivers is not a running quarterback by any means, so I think that's going to get allow the Lions defensive line to pin their ears back a little more like they did last week against Matt Ryan. And I, I really like that matchup from a passing down perspective. But uh, the Lions need to stop the run first and foremost. And I'm just I'm kind of echoing as well what Corey Unlin and uh, Matt Patricia say, but that it's true. The third and long makes is such a big difference in the NFL. Um, all right, so gentlemen, uh, we're gonna move on to our next segment, and it's time. Uh, we we have a special visitor entering the Lions Den. <sighs> All right, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, entering the Lions' Den this week, week eight of the NFL season, is Colton. And ironically enough, he is a Colts fan, and he has <laughs> willed himself into the Lions' Den. Beware. But Colton, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. All right, Colton. So I, I like to initially ask, why the hell are you a Colts fan? Please explain to the viewing audience, because none of us understand it. Why? You know, it's like I've been asked this so many times. And I think it was, I don't know if we were going to a Rip City tournament for you, Zach. But I remember when we were, we were little, we went, we drove by the old, the Colts old stadium. And I was just like, I was really mesmerized by it. And I just loved like when I was little watching Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. And I just was kind of drawn to them and Peyton Manning. I, don't know, I just kind of fell in love with them on my own. Had no influence. Just kind of picked them on my own. The fact that it's not because your name's Colton is unacceptable. No, it has no, no. There's no guys for that. Mm. Mm. Wow. So who's your favorite Colt of all time? Yeah. Is it Peyton Favorite Manning? Colt of all time. Reggie, probably on the <clears> offensive <throat> side of the ball, I'd probably go Reggie Wayne. Uh, defensive side of the ball, I'd probably say either Dwight Freeney or Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders kind of gives off that oh, Ed yeah. Reed kind of player i mean not as not as good as ed reed but he definitely made his presence known he's a stud yeah he's pretty damn good though yeah yeah he got you guys that super bowl pretty much that year yes he did i think he had two picks in that game if i remember correctly big difference maker yeah dwight freeney uh was a detroit lion for about six weeks yeah (laughs) didn't work out so well (laughs) turns out signing geriatric players isn't the best hopefully we're not getting that out of everson griffin um but a little younger, a little younger. Well, the Colts yeah. have a geriatric quarterback now, which yeah, yeah. Is, uh, tell us. He's like ninety. I think he has like twenty kids and twenty grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> his kids are going to be the offensive line this week. How do you feel about Philip Rivers uh, so far this season? So seven touchdowns, um, six so, interceptions. Yes. Oh, yes. I vividly remember each one. Uh, so I love what Chris Ballard did. I love our GM. And I like how the fact they signed him to a one-year deal, pretty much prove it or you're gone. So I like that part of the contract. It wasn't like he signed him to like a two- or three-year deal where we had to hold on to him. But his performance so far, he was the reason why we lost to the Browns. And, you know, he just – he likes to – he likes to force the issue a lot. Even our uh, the last game against the Bengals – we had the we were winning, had the ball, and then he just forced a throw into double coverage, throws an interception, and almost gives the lead right back to the Bengals. I just don't like how he forces throws, but I mean, there is good and bad with it because like when it works out good, then it's a oh, it's an amazing play, and you're everyone's cheering. But then when it's a bad play, it's a you know an interception. So it's very up highs and lows with Philip. 
And uh, Philip Rivers, so last year, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. And now, as I mentioned, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. He seems to be heading towards a very similar stat line right now. Uh, he did have his best game of the year last week against the Bengals uh, yes. after they were down, what, 21 nothing was it or something like that? It was 21 nothing. yes. Um, Philip was on fire, that's for sure. Uh, so, Connor, I'll throw a question at our uh, esteemed guest here. Oh, boy. Um the Colts D, um, they've been pretty solid. Um, yes, they have. Yeah, what do you what do you Worth like Buckner. most about their defense? Like, what do you think makes them such a threat to this Lions offense? So, what I love, as Zach pointed out too, I love DeForest Buckner. I thought that was a great move by Chris Bell to get him in with trading a draft pick. I thought it was well worth it. I think. Buckner's like what 26 27 yeah 26 yes so he's still got plenty of time in the NFL and I he is like he demands a double team and that just opens up like D'Amico Autry and for others to like put pressure on the quarterback and then I love how I love our pickup of Xavier Rhodes forgot about that so he was a Boston Minnesota the Colts take a chance on him and he's he has three picks so far this year and should be a fourth, but I love, I love his uh, veteran presence of the team. He's definitely helping out the younger guys, and I also am very fond of Julian Blackman, our rookie out of Utah, who just had ACL surgery nine months ago, and he is this dynamite in the safety position, making big plays left and right as a rookie. So I'm very, very happy with him, and also another good corner of ours is uh, Kenny Moore. I love how when he comes off the edge, he can always sneak in a sack or two in there in the game. He can always be the difference maker. Uh, just one note about Xavier Rhodes there, Colton. He has two interceptions on the year, and they're both against the New York Jets. So I take that with a grain of salt, my friend. <laughs> hey, NFL team. Yeah, I guess they barely qualify, but they're uh, nonetheless an NFL team. Um, the, I, I agree with you about DeForest Buckner. He's a top 10 defensive tackle, t- probably top five, the way he disrupts. And I actually love the uh, Colts GM. I'll, I'll give you credit for that one, at yes. least. He's, he's done a really good job building that team. Uh, De- DeForest Buckner, they traded for a first-round pick. Uh, yes. But that, that's what you trade a first-round pick for. This, this is the type of guy that you do because um, you're getting more than first-round back yeah. in return uh, instantly. A definitely yes. a difference maker. Uh, but I'll throw it to Bob now. Uh, Bob, throw a question at uh, yeah. Colt here. Uh, yeah, Colt, Colton. Yes, you might uh, you might become a Lions fan after this game because <laughs> those rookies that you tout on defense, they're going to be exposed by Stafford and Galladay and Hawkinson. It's going to be a big day for them. Uh, how do you feel about your schedule coming up? You've got the Lions game, the yep. Titans. You got the Ravens. It's the buzzsaw here. You got to oh, get yes. through. Absolute gauntlet. Um. <laughs> Uh, I am like it, it kind of it worries me, but I do. I will say the Colts they do step up when they play a worthy opponent. Last year we played the Chiefs on Sunday night and we absolutely dominated them. So, but we go from we had Baltimore on Sunday and I think I think that we have the Titans on the next Thursday. So the season could either mount really quickly or fall apart really quickly, which worries me. But. Do you guys have a pretty good rivalry with the Titans? Yes, the yes, the Colts used to dominate the AFC South, and now we have a worthy rival. So every game is very meaningful when we play them. 
and considering the division uh, with them being five and one every game with them is going to be crucial to win when it comes i always say to the titans because they got the coach we should have gotten yeah i love him he's such a good coach (laughs) (laughs) he is a really good coach i uh i'll give him that for sure um, the the Colts right now boast a top ten rush defense, and um, they're they're just a, they're a top five overall right now, at least uh, grading per P- PFF. But uh, the who who's your favorite offense alignment on on the Colts here? Uh, oh, I, it's got to be Quentin Nelson, right? Without a doubt, Quentin Nelson. I think we all respect uh, him at least here. Just dominates. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what the Lions do to. Uh, compete against that up front but let's throw it over to rud duck here i'm sure he's got a a question for you i got a question <laughs> colt on a scale from one to ten oh gosh one being you you have to wear uh an adult diaper and sleep under a gravity blanket because your bowels are you know releasing involuntarily and 10 being you have to revert to a infant state mentally and have your mom take care of you again how scared are you of the lions this week and i'm shaking in my boots as we speak right now <laughs> you know i don't know the lions they, they they're a tricky team like people like people in the media like to discount the lions but you know they have they have explosive firepower especially with matt stafford anytime matt stafford plays he could be any team in the nfl they should have beat the chiefs last year only and they had that spy so, on, but uh, we can talk about damn right <laughs> yes <laughs> but so what's the number I'll, I'll, i'm gonna go five i'm gonna go right in the middle five Ooh, that's it's pretty intense. Pretty intense fear. All right. <laughs> so what's a five on the Rudd Rud Dog scale then? <laughs> Indefinable fear. I don't know. <laughs> All right. And uh, since UJ isn't here, uh, Colton, uh, we need we need to ask you, uh, do you know the Colts fight song? Oh, yeah. I do not. You know, I've been looking for one, and I can't find one. And I'm actually really disappointed because when you guys see the line, uh, I'm just like, I need to have a Colts song, and I don't – I. It probably involves the words horse's ass in there somewhere. How can you even be a fan of a team that doesn't have a fight song? Like, yeah, what on. the hell? I know. No. I'm a fraud. Yeah, that's Wow, you have you have really <laughs> failed the listeners and, and, and your own fandom yourself. We're and, all now dumber having yeah. listened to you. For all the Colts, <laughs> the Colts fans are let yes, down. I here. am a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, so man. sad. <laughs> I got I got a, a more legit question. What do you think about the Colts offense versus Lions defense this week. Colts offense versus Lions defense. Well, I think a big key where I would love to see the Colts do is get back to the ground game because I feel like we are known as a running team. I want to see Jonathan Taylor get to 100 yards on the ground and then have Naeem Hines in the backfield just for, you know, shotgun for check down plays because I feel like he's a really good asset there. And also another running back that we don't ha- we had that never gets talked about is Jordan Wilkins. He'll get like 20, 30 yards a game, but he's a very good down downhill runner. I actually am a big fan of Jordan Wilkins. So, but I know I also want to see I want to see TY Hill go vertical on these Lions. Don't you want to see him catch a ball first? <laughs> well, yeah. Isn't he leading the league in drops this year? <laughs> Baby steps, I guess. <laughs> well, I want to see the Colts get more vertical. Like they're just uh, they're not as getting as much vertical as I would like to see them get. I, like TY should be a deep threat. And he's, he has not been a threat to anyone this year. Do you think Phillip Rivers can, can actually threaten the deep part of the field at this point? I mean, he made some big throws against uh, in Cincinnati. Um, our practice squad wide receiver assigned to the team, Marcus Johnson, had over 100 yards receiving. Yeah, and he had, 
Yeah, he. I think he had two catches over 30 or 40 yards. So Phillips still has the arm to throw downfield, but he just we haven't seen him much, which frustrates me. So. Yeah, that running thing you mentioned, Colton, that's interesting because we got two of the top backs out of college this year going to be playing in this game, Swift yes. and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. So see who wins that battle. That is a yes, that's a that's very right. good matchup because finally the Lions are using Swift. Like he is a very good running back, and like they're finally putting him to use. So I I really need to see these Colts shut down Swift. So he can't play good this week. All right. Uh, so before we wrap up the segment here, Colton, we need to ask you before you leave, what is your prediction for this Sunday? Prediction. So <laughs> I know I'm gonna get the booze. But I'm going to go 21 17 Colts. Oh, you chose. Come on. Matt Prater misses a field goal, and Matthew Stafford throws a late. Oh, you had to throw the interception interception in there? What a dagger. Oh, boy. Jesus. Yes. Wow. Jeez. Yes. Unacceptable. I know we. I I apologize, listeners. I know we're bringing delusional fans in here, so I apologize. He probably thinks Andrew Luck's coming back. It it happens from time to time. Yeah. Right. (laughs) One can hope. One can hope. All right. So I think that's going to wrap up our segment, Colton. Yes. Thank you uh, for being a willing participant, and I I think you're going to barely walk out of here with your life. Uh, But thank you for entering. The Lions Den. And yes, thank uh, you, good luck to the rest of your games after this week. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that that oh, was Colt uh, oh, who entered the Lions Den. We appreciate him coming on, but yeah, we, we also Very apologize, so. listeners. He ate a few many time. paint <laughs> chips as a kid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good guy, but he's a little delusional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, nevertheless, uh, 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 we, we thank him for coming on, but and he barely walked yeah. out with his life, but nonetheless, he, he survived. <laughs> but that's going to lead us now to our last segment of the episode, and that is oh, yeah. predictions. So the Lions hosting the Indianapolis Colts at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Central. Uh, the Lions are actually underdogs in this game. Three point underdogs. The over under is fifty points. Uh, so the Lions home underdogs. You gotta love it, uh, Detroit Lions fans. Under. Jump on it! Jump on it now! Uh, <laughs> it worked last week. You take that <laughs> under all day on this matchup. Yes, absolutely. Oh, what's under, the over? Under over what's under. What's the over under? Over under is fifty. I'm taking the under on this. Fifty. <laughs> um, so I'm yeah. gonna throw it over to Rudd Dog though to give our uh, his prediction, and I believe he has UJ's as well, right? Yes, I have UJ's prediction. I'll start with that. Uh, UJ predicts that Hawk will score two touchdowns. Swift will also run one in, and then two turnovers: one a fumble and one an interception. Which will lead to a, a Detroit Lions victory of twenty four to thirteen. So all right, twenty four to thirteen, a stout defensive effort. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. All right, thank you, UJ. Now Rudd Dog. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, you know this is an interesting matchup. I like the way these challenges have been kind of progressing for the Lions. They haven't really faced a complete team since the bye week, and this is a you know big defensive team we're facing this week. Uh. I think this is going to be a great challenge for 
Bevel and Stafford and the whole offense. But I, I think they're going to overcome it. I think they're going to put up some points. Uh, I'm predicting that Stafford's going to throw for uh, three touchdowns, one to Swift, one to Hawkinson, and one to Galladay. I think uh, Okuda's going to add his second career interception this week. And uh, I think is going to continue his hot streak and get a, a sack and a half against Phillip Rivers. This will lead us to a victory of 31 to 14 Detroit Lions. Wow. Okay. Right. That's that's a much more subtle prediction than your your, your normal one. So are you okay? Are you drinking enough Kool-Aid over there? Hold on a second. Did I say 31? I meant 51. They're going to get the over by themselves. <laughs> there it is. All right. Uh, let's shoot it over to Connor there. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I, I think the Lions still have things they're trying to figure out, and they'll continue to figure those things out this week. But I'm feeling good about the offense. I think Stafford's going to have three touchdown passes, uh, one to Hawk, one to Galladay, one to Marvin Jones, spreading the wealth, spreading the love. Um, I think Trey Flowers is going to be a menace there on the D. Um, I think Swift's going to get 60 or 70 yards on the ground. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go... 24-21 Lions with a Ooh. crucial Akuda pick at the end oh. to seal the victory. Akuda, yeah, that's a tight wow. one. Wow, Akuda Matata. All right, another <laughs> Lions win prediction. Gotta love it. All right, Bob. All right, yeah, like uh, like I was saying, I think we got to get that running game going, and I think we will this week. Um, I think Stafford is well. He's having he's been on a roll the last couple of games. I don't know. Connor put a thing out. Like the last couple of weeks, he's been the highest rated quarterback. I don't know what what metric that was, but uh, <laughs> I think they're going to keep going here. And I, I like uh, another 300 yard passing game for Stafford. Yeah. 100, 100 yards on the ground for our rookie running back, Swift, and uh, 100 yards receiving for Galladay. So I, I like the Lions. They're going to expose this Colts defense, which has been very stout, and they're going to win 35 to 20. Ooh, ooh! All right, you got I like it a lot. Yes, he does. So, yes, yeah, he does. the over. Take the over. <laughs> Bet your college fund on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, so that leaves me. Um, so I'm I'm going to go twenty-seven twenty, Lions ooh. here. Um, it's it's going to be a little defensive battle for sure. Uh, I definitely think Philip Rivers is going to throw an interception in this game. Um, I don't know who's gonna get it. Who am I gonna lean towards here? Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Deron Harmon. I think he gets another pick in this game. Uh, it, it, it's perfect for uh, Philip Rivers to float one over the middle. Uh, that's what he likes to do. So I, I definitely like that. And on offense, Stafford's gonna go for two fifty. I think the Lions' run game gets going here for sure. Switch is gonna get to go ninety yards, about ninety two, ninety three yards. I'll go ninety three yards rushing. But um, th this Colts defense has been okay. Uh, the last two games, giving up 27 against the Bengals and 20 uh, or 32 against the Browns. So they're definitely trending in the wrong direction. They did have that bye week to try to fix things maybe. But um, I, I like the way it's trending. But uh, it's going to be a close game. Uh, the Lions need to turn around here at home, but 27-20. So that's what I got. So I got the under, but take that Lions money line while they're underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yep. So yet again, we all predict a Lions victory. What? All right. Uh, yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Crazy. Our listeners never saw it coming. Never saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Um, but that's, I think, going to wrap it up. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Uh, thank you to our producer, Kit J, uh, for getting these podcasts up twice a week. Jay. Really appreciate that. And please subscribe and leave a review on Apple. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's it. So get ready for Sunday. Uh, but last but not least, as always, go! Go! go. Field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.